It's Monday morning, it's 9.30, and it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined, as always, by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning. Good morning, Marianne. I've got my apron on. Oh, and the reason I don't know that is because we are once again talking by phone, uh, having had some scary COVID situations that make us want to stay home for a little while so I know, there's quite a spike huh? yeah there is and we yeah. and i think we both know people in our periphery who have gotten sick lately and we've decided that maybe we'll just kick it old school and talk on the phone for another week yeah so. well and i'd so hope that i've been able to see you because i got these things through the mail called tonka beans oh I wanted, yeah yeah and I, I wanted you to smell them so so Tonka beans, I always, okay, so um, you know that I like cookbooks. <laughs> 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 and because I bought, you know, all the cookbooks, I'm, I'm having to buy them in different languages now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a Portuguese one from Brazil for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be able to satisfy the, you know, addiction. So, so um, I've been getting French patisserie books and they so often mention Tonka beans and I don't know anything about them. And I always thought that they were something like, you know, when you're in a Japanese bakery and everything looks so tempting and you buy it and it's just filled with red bean paste. I love that and, stuff. Oh, and I know and it it, it it might be good, but it's not what you're expecting. <laughs> right. It's not custard. <laughs> no, no. So, so anyway, I thought it was a bean like that, but it's a bean like, um, like, like vanilla bean is a bean. It's for flavor. And it has a really unusual and really good, I mean, I, I can't wait to try it in something as soon as I, you know, learn how to speak French. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll wait. We won't hold our breath, but we'll wait. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it is spelled how? T-O-N-K-A, just like Tonka Truck. Okay. And it's um, it's been illegal in America since the 50s. And you know what? I meant to Google to see if it's still illegal if I should talk about it on the air. <laughs> oh, well, later for that. <laughs> yeah, but if they, I mean, if they had it, you know, on the internet, I mean, you wouldn't think it would be. They would tell and, you um, you couldn't get it through them. You couldn't, oh, we cannot ship there, is what they would yeah, say. Think, but the other think. thing is that it's not illegal to talk about it on the radio. <laughs> that does not constitute possession. <laughs> so. Okay. La, 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 la. <laughs> well, and, and um, I read that the reason that they made it illegal is because there's a substance in it called coumarin which sounded a whole bunch like Kimadin, which is like um, for blood thinning, I think. Right. And so then it sounded so close that they made it illegal. That's what I read. Who knows if that's true? Yeah, who does? Uh, not, not me. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't wait to hear what you try with it. Yeah, and it's weird because it smells faintly familiar, but I mean, I can't, I can't place it. And maybe it's like Easter candy of my childhood or something like that. You know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. But, but it, yeah. it's a sweet thing. You would use it in yeah, baking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a van- vanilla is the closest thing. And I just, I can't wait for you to smell it. I'm pretty excited. Well, well and then yeah. vanilla. Yes. Well, I mean, it's less than half. It is half the price that it was at the heights of of everything going on with vanilla prices. So that's something that's good in this era of vanilla is the vanilla is the 
uh, wild, you know, it's like the free radical of the economy <laughs> when nothing's yeah. going on. Vanilla is a million dollars an ounce. And then when everything else is scarce and going sky high, vanilla is like, we'll just drop the price by half. It's I crazy. Know, it's so funny. I, uh, nothing's going on. It's like, wow, look at me. And then everybody's looking at everything else and it's pouting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I, we, we used to think that was just human nature, but apparently it's everything. It's vanilla nature. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I want to talk about home cooking, you know, because theoretically that's what this show is about. But <laughs> yeah. um, I did want to just ask you, because I know that um, the other night you had um, a skunk incident oh. at your house and it kind oh. of derailed a whole bunch of stuff, not the least of which might be preparing for this very show. So well, I, I wanted I to just tell everybody. I can't, I can't cook in my house. <laughs> oh. I mean, I can't even breathe in my house and my hands. I can't like make bread. I mean, there's skunk hands. It's so awful. So we've had this, we've had skunks live in the ravine beside our house for years. And we've always tried to coexist with them. Only once have the dogs gotten a skunk and it was a little and they killed it. It was very sad. And then I thought they learned their lessons, but no. <laughs> so so this year we've had this family of skunks. So when you're looking at wildlife, there's a rule. Like you might see a bald eagle and then a bald eagle and then a bald eagle, but you can't say it's three bald eagles unless you see them all at the same time because it could be the same one popping up, popping up, popping up. So I have seen three of them at the same time for sure, but I think there's five. <laughs> and they keep coming through the, the yard. And I think what they do and early, and I think they wake up, they're nocturnal. They wake up, and then the first thing they do is they come over our fence because I've learned from my friend the internet that skunks easily climb fences, and then um, they go for our cherry tree. But so that's their breakfast. But but um, the dogs. This is the fence part of the yard. You know, they have a dog door. They get out, and so I've been locking the dogs in earlier and earlier and earlier as the days get shorter, hoping that the cherry tree would just quit dropping cherries, and then. Um, uh, the skunks have been coming about 10 o'clock. I locked the door about 9 o'clock. But the other night it was about 8.45 and I'm just casually looking around for Otis and I can't find him. And then, I mean, the house is all closed up, no windows, no doors open, and it just hits me. Oh, my God, skunk. And so I, I, I run to the door and I open it and it's just this wall of skunk. And so so then, of course, the other dog just runs out and I'm just like, no. And then my whole life is ragtime. But the bad thing was, it was so early and it was still light. I don't know how many skunks there were, but we were just chasing them all over the yard. And um, uh, one of the dogs got back in through the dog door. Oh. And then he proceeded to do that thing that all dogs do where the world is their napkin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a solution. I might have to just burn this house down. <laughs> Well, I hope you don't have your hands amputated. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to burn them off too. Well, because then, you know, thank God I had literally a gallon of that skunk odor remover stuff on hand because of the last incident. And um, um, so we washed them and washed them and washed them, but then it gets on your hands, you know? Yes. And so, yeah, I'm going to have to burn those off too. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you're on, uh, you're on enforced leave from home cooking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, just any cooking, you know, 
I mean, even like, <laughs> this is so sad. We ordered pizza last night and I left a note on the doorstep just to leave it there. And I put the money there because I didn't want him to open the door. It's <laughs> <on> my <house. laughs> It's so awful. It's just oh, so awful. Oh, and when yeah. you have two dogs, you know, and they're yeah. both in it, it's just really hard to contain one while you're dealing with the other. It was, it was really something. Oh, man. So. I'm sorry. That just, Thank <laughs> I'm you. sorry. Well, and then, you know what is kind of interesting? So the skunk smell is really strong. And, but there's something about it that now, um, if I eat something that has garlic in it, because it's been three or four days now, if, if I eat something that has garlic in it, it automatically changes to skunk. <gasps> and you know how... Yeah, and you know how you hear people who have, like, sometimes it's surgery, sometimes it's heart disease, and everything, or sometimes it's COVID, and everything changes how it tastes, you Yes, know? yes. It just feels like that with that one thing. And I'm, I'm sure it'll go away once my nose isn't breathing skunk while my mouth is eating garlic. <laughs> but, but I hate garlic now just in the last four days, and just because in, in somehow in my taste buds it gets changed to skunk isn't yeah. that weird well, maybe they have a similar chemical property i i don't i don't even know but yes it's weird yeah. and it's weird how our brains um change stuff around you know it, yeah, it, yeah. it is so crazy <laughs> well so i can't really ask you what you've been cooking because uh no, <laughs> no. i mean i made a couple things before that but <laughs> what have you been cooking well uh Nothing exciting. I mean, I wish I could say that I've been, uh, I've made some fresh tomato sauce pasta, you know, like kind of a summery pasta with fresh tomatoes crushed up and blah, 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 but nothing exciting. Uh, But but, when you do that with fresh tomatoes, it's so different than it is with canned tomatoes. Well, and and, you know, in the summer, I mean, you can get Roma tomatoes year round, but they aren't always tomatoey. And um, in the summer, if you can get some tomatoes that are, if you're lucky and there's someone in your world that has a greenhouse, because in the lower Pacific, um, Columbia Pacific neighborhood, it's, we're not really tomato land here in terms of growing, but if you have a hot house, we're mushroom land. Yes, we are. And uh, fiddleheads. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, getting uh, some ripe in-season tomatoes makes a, a fresh tomato sauce a whole different animal. So, yeah. and, and I, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but fresh garlic. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, no, you wouldn't have liked this sauce. <laughs> but I it was in a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, it was just really sweet onions. Uh, uh, the only mushrooms, the only fresh mushrooms I had were shakata shiitakes and they were great in there um fresh tomatoes some uh garlic and uh uh, out of my herb garden some oregano some um basil some parsley you know the it's some thyme some the usual suspects but just having everything be really fresh and because of that not having to simmer it for an hour just yeah yeah just that (laughs) and um pasta over pasta with um parmesan it was good yeah and don't get me wrong canned tomatoes are good but it's just it's an entirely different beef yeah and i'm grateful for them and use them a lot i use uh canned or jarred tomatoes a lot and sun-dried tomatoes but uh we're so uh our season for fresh local tomatoes is so short that i just have to you know 
scarf them up as yeah. fast as possible. So I'm looking at uh, this morning, I open my email and I get these alerts from the New York Times cooking. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a subscription service. And, um, and, and the title this morning is The Joy of Plantains. Oh, really? Do you ever use them? And how much joy do you derive from? You know what? I don't use them, but um, I know I've talked about this before, but remember that time that Joyce Sr. brought them to Thanksgiving? Yes. And they were delicious. They are and they were so, so good. perfect for Thanksgiving. Yes. And I have had uh, a variety of ways to have uh, plantains from um, our mutual friend, Norma Hernandez, who is uh, was born in, in Puerto Rico and plantains are big there as they are in Costa Rica where Joyce is from and mm-hmm. so we've had we've we've been treated to uh, plantains that somebody else has cooked and and loved them but I had never been treated to a zillion recipes for plantains and because they're available pretty much everywhere anymore I mean yeah. almost every supermarket and certainly our our community supported supermarket has plantains I'm really um, inspired to try to do something with them. Yeah. Uh, because there, there are recipes I would never have thought of plantains with jammy tomatoes and eggs. That sounds good. Yeah, it sounds real good. Well, and I mean, I, I always, I think the thing is, plantains look so much like bananas. I always thought it'd be a banana thing, but it's closer to a potato. Yeah, very much. Yeah, very. Uh, and so it'd be really good with eggs. Yeah. And it'd be good with tomatoes. And they are sort of the extreme of uh, a variety of kinds of fruit, vegetable things where, because I, I don't even know what plantains are, if they're a fruit or a vegetable, but they're really <laughs> starchy when they look sort of golden and then when they get black on the outside, they're really sweet. And, um, oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can, you know, you, there, there's all kinds of ways to use them in that transition from what would look like way too green to way too ripe. Um, so I'm excited to try that. So I will, um, I'll get back to you on that. If you get back to us on the Tonka beans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and I remember, like how you said they were sweet and they're black, and I didn't know that. I mean, I remember when you taught me about figs because I didn't like fresh figs. I was always eating them um, when they were not ripe, and I didn't know that. And you said, "No, they're supposed to feel like a testicle," and I'm like, "Oh well." I know. <laughs> I know. Then, well, yeah, they're great, and I, I thought they were they'd gone rotten at that point. They're so good, and I just had some recently with um, fresh chev cheese and a drizzle of honey, and I'm I'm telling you. It's heaven on earth. That's all I'm saying. Really. So good. Um, They're they're everywhere right now and a variety of kinds of figs. There's some green ones. There's some the brown turkey figs. There's some of the black. uh, I can't remember what you call the black ones, but I've seen all the colors out there right now and they're uh, fabulous. So if we're thinking about in-season food that we should, you know, seasons are short. Even Mm -hmm. they're just short. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite color of fig, kind of fig? I really like the Black Mission figs a lot. And okay. um, even as dried figs, I like those. But there are so many kinds. Actually, I, I, I shouldn't even say that because I, I have never met a ripe, fresh fig I didn't like. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I would jump on anything that uh, feels ripe and is available right now. I would grab them. And they're really good grilled uh, very, they're one of the fruits that responds 
hugely to being grilled with a little okay. splash or a little brush of balsamic. Really uh, a lovely thing. I recommend them. Right on. Um, <coughs> well, you, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. You mentioned the um, community-supported grocery yeah. uh, store in our area. And um, just recently, they've become, I mean, really important because our our supply chain to the coast is kind of broken down. Yes. And um, um, it was mostly for restaurants. The restaurant supply store was in a really tough place because their produce um, distributor had a, a big outbreak of COVID and just closed down for a couple of weeks, just sent everybody home and told everybody to quarantine. I was so, so shocked when you sent me a picture of the empty walk-in. Yeah, I thought I'd go and I'd, I'd make some a, a big batch of um, teriyaki noodle stir fry, which has a lot of different vegetables. And I went in there, and there's like some kale and some carrots. <laughs> and, and normally that cooler is completely jammed; like the whole floor is full of pallets that are stacked with cases of stuff. And you work your maze around. And I mean, there was like five things on the shelves, and the floors were completely bare. It's and it's just because they they weren't getting anything from their distributor, and so then you knew you could go someplace local to get vegetables, and so I think that's one reason that the work that the food web is doing is so important, just to m- make us um, a lot more locally based, you know. Yeah, I and and also it is so um, it's it, it's so good for us, not only in deliciousness and um, healthy eating, but also it's really good for our local economy. And I like yeah. things that do good things for our local economy because uh, yeah. down here at the coast, uh, our local economies are always, you know, vaguely in peril. <laughs> I mean, we're, we, are so, uh, we are so at the mercy of... Uh, visitors and weather and all of that kind of stuff that we can't really control and especially in these times um, it's iffy (laughs) i do want to take a quick second say that food talk is a co-production of kmun and north coast food web and if you are interested in uh, just checking out the local foods market that is uh, one of the projects from North Coast Food Web. You can just go to northcoastfoodweb.org and um, you can see how it works and what's available and that kind of thing. Um, and it is in support specifically of our small local producers, which means that people who don't grow enough, raise enough, catch enough, forage enough to be widely available at the supermarket level or the wholesale level are able to still access a market so that's nice um yeah and also i never mentioned this but if you go to kmun.org there are uh, that is a gold mine of fabulous information but it also will tell you a program schedule and i have been asked recently why somebody tunes in on a Monday morning and Food Talk isn't on. We're only on twice a month. It's the first and third Mondays, and there's no reason. I mean, that's something that even Linda and I can barely remember. So (laughs) I would say that if you're really uh, interested in what's on at any given time, just go to kmun.org, check on program schedule, and you'll find out everything you ever wanted to know and more. So, yeah. Um, So I wonder how long you think it might be before you can cook and and are you enjoying not having a reprieve you know an enforced reprieve for a little while i know we all get kind of burned out because of covid and not really having a choice 
Well, that's the thing. There's this spike in COVID, so we're kind of locking down. But, man, we are locking down in the smelliest house in the country. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's, that's really a shame. But um, um, you think of, of, you know, like not being able to cook, that that would be a reprieve. But it is being replaced with washing walls and couches and setting fires. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, because, uh, like, like the bathroom, you know, where with the bathtub where we wash them and wash them and wash them, you know, five times. Um, I mean, it's just awful. And so I just keep washing and washing and washing, hoping that, that it'll go away. And, and sometimes it seems like it's going away a little. And, you know, we went out to the farm store and emptied them of all their skunk smell remover. And um, so it's not, it, it's like it's work replaced with another thing. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I really like cooking better than scrubbing. <laughs> oh, no. on, on a good day, on, a, on yeah. the best day, I, st- yeah. I would, yeah, I would so, definitely rather cook dinner so than I'm not, clean I'm not the like floor. thanking my lucky stars or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Your lucky stars oh. have gone out. <laughs> They'll be back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the joy of dogs. Don't yeah, don't yeah. get me started. <laughs> I think at least well, once a day I say to my husband, "You wanted a puppy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here it is. <laughs> Welcome to our world. I um, remember last time at my at your house, he was just like casually chewing on the cabinet, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, right. Oh my god! <laughs> There's so many things you have to watch for. <laughs> just like I imagine. Not from personal experience, but I think similar to having children where you're with them every day and you don't necessarily on a daily basis realize how much they're growing. And then periodically you go, oh, my gosh. (laughs) We have to go to the shoe store. Yesterday, I'm sitting at the kitchen table having coffee and he walked up to the table and looked right at me because (laughs) his eye level is above the top edge of the table. I'm like, stop the growing. Oh, my gosh. Stop the growing. Well, um, it's blackberry season. I mean, they're oh yeah, they're coming on strong right now. Yeah, are you out in the? Um, are you out dodging cattle? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Um, so many of the bushes. This um, this is going to sound like way too altruistic for me, but um, and, and that it must be motivated by something else like laziness. <laughs> but so so much of the of the berries were burnt. You know, the flowers yes, were burnt when yes. they had that horrible heat. Yes, and I'm I'm truly worried about the the food that'll be there for the birds and and even the elk. I mean, everything that we have here relies and the skunks. They rely and on the, the bear. berries, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, my my neighbor across the street had a bear in her yard three days ago. Oh my gosh, feet from our house. Yeah. Oh. So, but yeah, and they eat a lot of berries. Yeah. <laughs> They're named after them. And um, <laughs> so I, I'm not gonna because I I pick a lot for my little micro, um um eco cycle thing i can't think of the right word here my my little ecosystem here i pick a lot you know between 175 and 350 pounds each year i'm not going to pick them this year because there's like a third of what there should be and then um it, that's it's just not fair and yeah. it's not a good thing to do so yeah i'm, I'm not going to pick them this year but that's why i'm um only uh, marginally uh grieving because i still have a jar of uh the little blackberries from you of jam Aww. you at one point <laughs> you gave little... me quite a bit of blackberry jam and i've sort of been rationing it out and Aww. i still have one of the short jars left so the little dewberries those oh. native little 
fence berries, blackberries that come out in July. Yeah, what's yeah. that adage? You should have a pie by the 4th of July for that one. <laughs> so, yeah, they're gone. I never heard that adage. adage yeah, just, 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 for, just for those, the little native blackberries. Yeah. You should have a pie by the 4th of July. <laughs> so just, I, and I remember it, so I know when to go looking for them to pick them, you know. Yeah. I well, was... but you know what there is? Oh, I <laughs> so don't. pimento peppers. It is time for pimento peppers. Oh, and I just love them so much. They're not spicy. They're they're red peppers. You know, about as you know the size of a fist or even smaller, and um, they're just extraordinarily delicious. I think, and so that's that's um, something I'm pretty excited about. It is that time for them. Yes, yes, and I know that uh, Gail's Meadow Farm down in the Nahalem Way. Uh, it grows a wide variety of peppers um, from mild through hot in their um, greenhouses. And yeah. they do a really lovely pimento, you know, ground, dried ground peppers. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, we can get local pimento. Huh. Yeah, pretty sweet. I didn't know that. That's yeah. really cool. They also make well, a white... There's a, there's a grocery store... Um, in Wonton that just did a hatch chili. Um, yes. Uh, what I do you see. call that when you fire them? Uh, Roasting. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was really something. Yeah. Well, and they're pretty spicy for me. And they're like, you can get a discount on a queso. I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 I was just going to put the tiny tip of one in a big batch of chili. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of chili, I just made a pot of chili because I am uh, going to have a little uh, surgical procedure, and I'm not going to be able to be up and around for a few days, and I wanted to have things in the fridge that my uh, sainted husband could eat while I'm not going to get out of bed for I don't care why. <laughs> and so uh, I thought I would make a pot of chili even though I know it's summer, but, you know, slow cooker is not really heating up the house. So No, and it hasn't been hot this week. Yeah, no, it hasn't. But I did put a variety of dried chilies. I, you know, soaked them and chopped them up and stuck them in there. So. Do you put beans in your chili? Yep, I do. Because it's often, a, it's often a, uh, an entree for us. And with just, yeah. you know, the, the standard true chili with no beans is not really it's not something you eat a bowl full over rice you know yeah i mean maybe you do but (laughs) but i like having the beans in there well um there's a there's a place in minnesota when i lived there decades ago that had this chili that i really liked and it didn't have beans but what it did have and i mean i'm sure there's people that are going to be screaming at the radio and writing letters and um but it it replaced them with mushrooms and i really like it so i make it that way sometimes and I, I really like mushrooms, and so that's okay for me, you know, in my mind to do. Um, and it's not that I don't like beans or anything, but just for something different, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea, and really a great idea uh, with when you need to use up a bunch of mushrooms, because, you know, yeah. sometimes you get over-enthusiastic when you buy mushrooms, and then <laughs> suddenly you get a bunch of mushrooms, and you're like, oh, okay, what am I going to do? Or you have a plan, and you're like, I'm not making that, and then you're like, oh. but I still have mushrooms. Oh, I'll make silly. You're singing my song. I have yeah. I, the 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 way my brain works at the grocery store and the way it works in the kitchen are two totally different <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. Well, and it's such a goal for me not to waste stuff because I think that's you know so disrespectful to the farmers that spend so much 
time and effort growing things, you know. Yes. I just I just don't want to waste stuff. And but then sometimes, man, I just get like this this aversion. I am not making that thing I plan to make. No. Yes. I mean, I did it recently with those. I bought those um, tofu skin wrappers. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We talk- commit. Yeah, yeah. To make those um, rolls, and I'm just I just don't want to make them. And so then I'll have this stuff, and I'm like, well, I got to make something else with this. And I've done that twice now. Who knows what my aversion is? You can't. <laughs> you can't be making anything rolled right now while you have stinky hands. No, that's true. But it was before <laughs> that. And I think what it is, if you look at the ingredient list for that recipe, it's 28 items long. And I think that that's it. I'm just like, I don't want to work that much. No, <laughs> no, I don't blame and so, you. And then as punishment, God brought the skunks. will we learn from this no we won't we are perilously close to being out of time so i'm asking for a final comment linda perkins anything go get some pimento peppers at the vegetable stand there you go that's our advice see you next time on food talk thanks linda thank you Marianne. so nice talking to you always nice talking to you A big butter and egg man from way out in the west. Cause I'm so tired.